It's 1,800 hours. We we'll call the meeting to order. Mr. Troublefield, will you please take the roll? Mr. Cathell? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Fritz? Here. Dr. Hattier? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Ms. Moses? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. Okay, is there a motion to move into executive session? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Executive session. I'd like to reconvene public session. And 3.02, approval of agenda for April the 25th. I have a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. I'm going to present the colors. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. remain standing for a moment memorialize its one year anniversary of the passing of Corporal Heath Keith Heath Cook from Delmar PD. Thank you. Student government 3.04. Yes, I think our individual that was going to do student government tonight is under the weather, Dr. Layfield. So she will not be here tonight. Thank you. 3.05, 
and 3.06, approval of the regular meeting minutes from March the 28th and approval of the executive session minutes from March the 28th. Motion to approve? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Passes by unanimous vote. Recognition. Dr. Owen? Yes, I believe, uh, Mrs. Bunting, will you join me and Mr. Booth for our recognition, recognition of our custodians who have uh, graduated from our custodian to chief leadership program? Mr. Lightfoot, if you would join me. Tonight, we're very excited to honor a group of custodians. These custodians are the very first graduates of our Custodian to Chief Leadership Program. This program is the first program of its kind in the state of Delaware. Custodians applied to be part of the program. We had a cohort of nine custodians. Throughout the year, we talked about contracts, evaluations, discipline, management. We culminated in mock interviews with the custodians. More importantly, we learned about the custodians that leadership comes from all areas. We have custodians who have owned their own businesses, who have managed many people, who have worked in other state government organizations. And these custodians participated in a year-long program. So we're very excited to recognize them this evening. I'm gonna call everyone's name and then we'll take a group picture. Eddie Bowen Sr. Bobby Bull. Frank Bunting Jr. Delmar Cathal. Keith Dory, Eddie Hearn, Herman Butch King, Jonathan Sharp, and Robin Spears. Let's give them a big round of applause.
this time, I'd like to ask Dr. Jerns and Dr. Brenningham to join us for a very special presentation this evening. Good evening, everyone. Tonight is a special night. We're going to recognize our Behavioral Health Professionals of the Year. Beginning in 2021, under House Bill 35 and State Regulation 239, school districts will annually recognize behavioral health professionals. These are employees who include school counselors, school social workers, licensed clinical social workers, school psychologists, and school nurses. These are employees who are healthcare practitioners or human service providers who offer services aimed at improving individual mental health. In order to be recognized for this, candidates must meet the following criteria. Have at least three years of experience as a behavioral health professional. The experience, however, is not required to be in the same school district or in the same position. Hold a certificate or a licensure credential through the Delaware Department of Education and or the Professional Regulation Board. They must continue to serve in a behavioral health position for the award year, which this year would be for 2022-23. They're exceptionally dedicated, knowledgeable, and skilled behavioral health professionals, and they promote positive, supportive, and professional image of their career choice within the school site and the district and in the community. Before we begin recognizing our school recipients and district be behavioral health professionals tonight, we would like to give a very special thank you to the committee members who had the difficult task of reviewing the school candidates and selecting our BHP of the year. If any of our committee members are here this evening, please stand when I say your name. Ms. Nika Reed, Supervisor of Support Services. Ms. Kathleen Wilson, Principal, Long Neck Elementary. Thank you. Ms. Ashley Mooney, who is a Sussex Central graduate, class of 2018. Mr. Ronnie Townsend, a current parent of an IR student. Mr. Eduardo Valdez Trujillo, 11th grade student at Indian River High School. And Ms. Kiana Kelly, a 12th grade student at Sussex Central High School. We thank you for your time and dedication to this task. At this time, we would like to recognize our behavioral health professionals. I ask that when I say your name, please come to the stage with your attending administrator to receive your board recognition and to pose for a photo. As I introduce each recipient, you will note that I will share a sentiment that was provided to us through the candidates' portfolios, nomination packets. We begin tonight with the Early Learning Center, Kendall Trenter, school psychologist. Thank you. So we do want to share that Kendall is an amazing person with our student population, especially our young ones. She makes families and students feel so comfortable as they begin their special ed programming that they feel very welcomed in the district. For Howard Tianis, Jerry Voda, school counselor. I know she's here. <laughs> Miss Voda always goes above and beyond more times than Anyone can count. Yes, somebody come up with her. 
<laughs> and a parent shared with us that more times than she can count, Ms. Veda has been there for her child, and they feel forever in her debt. Thank you, Ms. Voda. <laughs> Congratulations. For Southern Delaware School of the Arts, Charity Sample, Mental Health Counselor. Thank you. Ms. Sample devotes a lot of her time to providing support for students, and she is always willing to help in any situation that arises. For East Millsboro Elementary, Amanda Cordry, Mental Health Counselor. Welcome. Through her calm and supportive demeanor, Ms. Cordry has been able to bridge the gap between families and the school. Congratulations, Ms. Cordry. Georgetown Elementary, Green Lemon, mental health counselor. Thank you. Ms. Lemon has a calm, caring, and friendly demeanor when working with students, staff, and families. She implements intervention for our neediest students to ensure they are successful. John M. Clayton Elementary, Amanda Venezia, mental health counselor. Amanda's dedication to staff and students goes far beyond the workday and far beyond the walls of the school building. Her unwavering commitment and support of students in crisis is her best practice. Congratulations. Lord Baltimore Elementary, Brooke Mitchell, mental health counselor. Thank you. Brooke connects with some of the most challenging students and helps them through some of the most difficult situations. She works to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And for North Georgetown Elementary, Maria Cruz Darby, mental health counselor. Ms. Maria's relationships with our students and their families are a powerful contribution to their academic, social, emotional, and behavioral um, concerns. Philip C. Shell Elementary, Marie Caritas-Smith, school nurse. As a school administrator in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, I could not be more thankful that I had a dedicated professional like Maria to work with and to plan <coughs> in the best interest of our students. She went above and beyond. Congratulations.
Georgetown Middle School, Lindsay Levis, mental health counselor. Lindsay has always been very motivated, positive, and has the ability to build comfortable rapport with everyone she meets. Millsboro Middle School, Monica Wheatley, school counselor. As a school counselor, Mrs. Wheatley goes above and beyond for the students that enter her office or across her path in the school environment. Congratulations, Mrs. Wheatley. Selbyville Middle School, Mr. George Singo, school psychologist. Mr. Singo is amazing at the IEP table and with everyone he works with. He's a great addition to our team. Indian River High School, Tamula Beam, school nurse. Mrs. Beam does everything with kindness. She comes in every day with a smile on her face. It never leaves and she's ready to support students every chance she can. Congratulations, Mrs. Bean. Sussex Central High School, Shonice Glover, mental health counselor. There is not a moment of her day where Mrs. Glover is not with students supporting them. She works with them and helps them make positive choices in their lives. Now, representing our Indian River School District as the 22-23 Behavioral Health Professional of the Year is Amy Goodhue, mental health counselor at Long Neck Elementary. Amy has been instrumental in working with the Delaware Department of Education as part of Project Delaware to get increased support for students at Long Neck Elementary. Congratulations to you. I think a common theme we hear tonight is going above and beyond and building those relationships with students and their families. So I ask once again that you please give a round of applause for all of our behavioral health personnel. At this time, I'd ask that Dr. Layfield join us at the podium for our next four recognitions. Dr. Layfield. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Um, we do have four separate recognitions uh, tonight. First, we'll begin with our 2022 Carson Scholar, Madison Hearn. Not sure if Madison was able to make it tonight. We spoke to all of them today, and many do have other obligations, but Madison, it's well-deserving. 
Uh, next is our winner first team all-conference athletes um, for, once again, the winter season. First with wrestling, Makai Stratton, Chase Murray, and Josh Negron. All right, on to uh, girls swimming, uh, Madeline McTeer. Boys swimming, Braden Wright and Chet Mariner. Indoor track, Tatiana Kelsick, uh, Braden Elliott, Will Harrison, Thomas Williams, uh, Malik Kelsick for indoor track this winter. And next is our first team All-State for the winter was Malachi Stratton for wrestling, Braden Wright for boys swimming, Madeline McTeer for girls swimming. And then finally, our academic all-conference. This uh, is both for the winter and the spring. The winter was based off of the second marking period report cards and the spring, uh, the third marking period report cards just posted a couple of weeks ago. Academic all-conference for girls basketball, Kiana Kelly. For wrestling, Evan Cordry and Caden Cope. For girls swimming, uh, Maddie McTeer, Amelia Meyer, uh, Keely Grez, for boys swimming, Braden Wright, Maria uh, Alinskas, Javier, uh, excuse me, yes, and Javier Lara Caseda, and that is for boys swimming. Then finally, um, well not finally, we're now on to indoor track, finally for the winter. Evelyn Velasquez, Velasquez, and Doug Duncan Winger. For this spring, in the sport of baseball, academic all-conference honors go to Zamir Gardner and Braden Tidwell. For the sport of golf, Devin Tarr. And for the sport of boys lacrosse, Braxton Bryan, Julian Burns, Levin Harmon, Cameron Helens, Hel or, excuse me, Matthew Maniscalco, and Caleb Rowe. For the sport of girls soccer, uh, Suri Cruz Solar, Claire Hicks, Joanna Lopez Velasquez, Emma McIntosh, Bethany Perdue, and that's for girls soccer. For the sport of boys tennis, Nicholas Abels, Julian Henry, Lyle Jackson, Javier Lara Caseda, and girls tennis, Kaylee McGee. And in the sport of uh, spring track, Tyler Hollins, Malik Hopkins, Angel Martinez Gonzalez, Alan Perez Sandoval, Duncan Winger, uh, Taylor Cummings, Laura Reed, Laura Reed Hughes, Belen Ribeiro Velasquez, and Mary Villarreal. So, as I said, many of these students do have other obligations, but we are honored to, uh, to present them with their certificates when we see them tomorrow in school. Public comments. We have one person signed up to speak this evening. Uh, Mr. Jake Jacob Butcher. Good evening, sir. Good evening, guys. Good evening. I'm Jake Bushler, kindergarten teacher at uh, Lord Baltimore Elementary. I come today asking how our district is preparing for when and if the mandates are put back in place. 
Our plan the last two years seemed to be to blindly follow one man's unconstitutional orders. Unconstitutional does not mean bad policy or not even unpopular. It simply means not allowed by our Constitution. So if our governor re-implements these mandates, are we going to blindly follow these? We were told to wear a mask in the name of safety and science. Then the science never supported mask wearing, and definitely not the mask mandates, but we continue to do it in the name of safety and equity. So, so many people question the, if this is the right move and it would have negative effects, but their voices were not valued or allowed to be heard. Fast forward today, it's pretty clear there was masks had negative effects and were ineffective, especially cloth and surgical ones that we were still allowed to wear just because the rule demanded compliance. However, we're finding that many students are suffering a myriad of uh, mental issues and just physical issues. And there's a, or an argument that constant masking and perpetual fear of this virus has had measurable and real negative effects on children. So let's just say that Delaware elects a new governor who looks at the data and the history of what we did last time and makes a new rule that no students or staff member is allowed to wear masks because it has more negative effects than COVID. Are we going to just blindly follow that? Because I'll be standing up here and I will be speaking against that governor. What I'm saying is we need to start preparing now before stuff happens. And I hope that you guys are going into that. The next thing I want to be talking about is uh, inflation and taxes that are hitting our citizens in, this, um, in our district. The government tells us the CPI, the consumer price index, is 8.5%. But what does that really mean? I'm going to take my public salary, for example. I make 60 k Between federal, state, and the FICA contribution, I'm going to pay about $13,500. i am left with $46,500. That's 22.5% of my salary to fund the government. I'm gonna put that in calendar terms. 22.5% is about 82 days, which means I'm working until about March 23rd to pay the government my fair share. And the rest of the year, I'm working to pay myself and all the bills I have. The only problem is that same government that's openly taking my taxes from my salary is hitting me and other families with the hidden inflation tax. Inflation is the expansion of the money supply and rising prices are an effect of that inflation. Government tells us it's 8.5%. It's probably higher, 15. They exclude and they want to keep it low. But let's just use 8.5%. That means they're taking 8.5% of my purchasing power and everybody else's. 46,500 of goods and, goods and services is now only able to purchase me $42,857 worth of goods and services from last year. They stole $3,952 of my purchasing power. They did send me three stimulus checks. That was only $3,200 though. That doesn't even cover the purchasing power they stole. So that's also about 29% of my salary that was taken from taxes or rising prices, which takes me to April 15th, where I'm basically working for the government. Convenient day. What I really doubt you is real problems that our families are facing, and a lot of it is because of reckless spending on a lot of school and other government programs that I hope we're looking into. The main one is free breakfast and free lunch for every student in the district. Thank you. Is there anyone else who'd like to speak in public comment? Seeing none or hearing none. 6.01, school choice applications, 2021-2022. Mr. Lewis. Good evening, everyone. On board docs this evening, you will see um, school choice applications for 21-22, total of eight applications. We are asking to accept all eight. They have been vetted by the building principals and also by uh, my administration as well. As you can see, they are priority ones, which are returning students. So moved. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? <coughs> Passes by unanimous vote. 
And for the 22-23 school choice applications, there are only two applications. We're asking to accept both of those applications. Uh, one is priority one, returning student, and the second is a uh, priority number five, which is an employee's child. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 6.03, 2022-2023 in climate weather days. Yes, uh, thank you, Mr. Layfield. As you're aware, we have Appreciate looked at Lewis. inclement weather days over the last several years, uh, built into uh, in, via minutes into our school day to account for uh, potential inclement weather. Uh, the last two years through COVID, we've learned to connect with our students uh, remotely uh, better than we have uh, before. So that will certainly need to be a consideration moving forward. That said, uh, and the fact that uh, this has been a discussion topic during negotiations, we want to table 6.03 this evening until uh, we've had the ability to, to work through negotiations with this and uh, come back with a potential plan for inclement weather days or uh, asynchronous synchronous days during inclement weather uh, for the 22-23 school year. So table at this time. 6.03. 6.04. IREC and DTG SS Memorial of Understanding? Yes, we've worked with Department of Ed uh, and our uh, IREA to generate a memorandum of understanding with regard to the pilot that we went through this year with the evaluation system, DTG SS, as well as our IRS system, which supports our specialists. So, um, Mrs. Blannard, I don't know if you want to speak any more to the memorandum of understanding, but it would be for the continuation of that for the uh, upcoming school year. That is correct. And um, this year was a hold harmless year as we were part of a new pilot. Next year, ratings will apply. The only exception would be for our specialists. We would um, continue to have them in our IRES system for one more year. Yes, and IREA voted to uh, for this MOU to continue with this system for the upcoming school year. I will say um, with the motion, we ask that there's a caveat that we, uh, we receive state approval each year when we have an alternative system. We need to submit that system, which we've been doing annually to the state. We have not heard back from them yet, but we want to seamlessly be able to transition. So we are anticipating that approval. So I ask that the motion be to approve the MOU with the understanding that it's contingent upon state approval of our alternative system. Is there a motion moved as stated by Dr. Owens? Now is there a second? Motion second. made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.05, Coastal Venue LLC Seed and Sapling Partnership. Yes, we've been working on this for the last uh, month or so and Mrs. Blannard has worked uh, with our attorneys and with the uh, Coastal Venue LLC, and I think she can present our, our uh, potential agreement to the board this evening. Yes, the owners of Coastal Venues approached the principal of Indian River High School to see if our district would be interested in entering in a partnership agreement with them. Coastal Venues does have a wedding venue named Seed and Sapling, located on the property adjacent to John M. Clayton Elementary School. The owners would like to offer, offer their venue free of charge for this year's senior prom for Indian River students in exchange for use of our unused fields for overflow parking during approximately 10 
Saturday wedding venues planned throughout the summer and next fall. If the fields are deemed to be too wet for parking, the John M. Clayton parking lot would be utilized as a backup option. If the school board approves this proposal, a legal contract would hold coastal venues responsible for any damage to the parking areas, including litter, turf damage, fence damage, and vandalism. The terms of the agreement would be in place for one year only, and if we did enter into this partnership, it would reflect a cost savings of $3,500 for the Indian River Senior Prom. So at this time, we'd just like to see if there's any board discussion items around this or questions. Okay, L having looked at the site and having been out there, um, are they planning on putting a bridge across that drainage ditch or are they gonna have everybody walk around? So initially they talked about a bridge, but now they have a walkway that would be appropriate. Mr. Booth, I'm not sure if you wanna add to that comment at all, but we do have a walkway that would be appropriate in place of building a bridge, correct? Where's the walkway? Oh, 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 you mean like a drain tile and then covering it? Yes. Yes. Do you think they can have it done by May 7th? Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he has a, thank you, good evening. He has a, um, a business that can take care of that. Okay. And he's gotten approval from the tax debt. He already matters. has that? Yes, sir. Okay, I missed that part. I apologize. Um, in which case, I would recommend we uh, uh, vote for this. In other words, so moved. Second. Is there any further discussion on this? I like uh, private-public partnerships. Is, has this been vetted through in the attorney or anything like that? Yes. 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 yes, sir. All right. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.06, Long Neck Elementary Drainage Improvement Proposal. Hey, Mr. President, uh, in your board docs is a proposal from Davis, Bowen, Fredell. Uh, the Sussex County Sewell Conservation District has reviewed the Long Neck Elementary drainage issue um, at the request of the Indian River School District, has suggested to us to hire them to look into the corrections and the cost, complete surveys, and prepare construction documents and bid packages uh, for the correction of the, uh, the, the drainage issues. Uh, number one is to take a look at the playground area. Uh, two is the stormwater pond area. The committee uh, was in favor of obtaining uh, both projects uh, as this would incur a uh, $7,500 reduction uh, out of the 30000 and uh, get them both done at the same time. If there are no questions, uh, the motion to accept is recommended. I'll make a motion we accept um, to save that much money at one time certainly is worth the effort. Second. And hopefully correct, come up with a good game plan to correct the drainage issue. So, so moved. Okay. So there's a motion made and second. Further discussion? I just think we were the first institute built out there and then everyone builds around us and drains yep. right into us. I mean. That's kind of the way I, way I look at it with all the development in that area and the shopping center and everything put on that same little block of land. It seems like they all drain towards us. But that drainage issue was, was there before some of that development and clearing got done. It was there right after we, we built that new school. 
Correct. Everything from 24 drains out to the inland base. How many times have we, we, we we've totally looked at the uh, drainage pond out front. It's all, it's been redone once since we've been out there. Am I correct? The, uh, at least the, the drainage, um, that was redone, um, was redone when Kroll did it when we added on the classrooms. Mm -hmm. The conservation district that we maintain in front of the playground area, uh, it has been cut back, but it hasn't been dipped out and um, I'm not sure how long, 20, 25 plus years, I'm not sure. Um, but it was cleaned up by conservation districts probably about eight years ago. Um, and that allowed us to better maintain it um, so that we didn't have the, the stumps and growth that's in there. But, um, you know, my understanding is that would be difficult to, to dip out, but uh, these folks from Davis Bowen will research that. Sounds good. Motion made and second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.07 East Millsboro roof proposal. Thank you. Uh, in your board docs is a quote tally sheet for roofing repair. It was requested by the building, buildings and grounds, uh, uh, buildings and grounds department to take a look at repairing the existing block building behind East Millsboro Elementary. So we got three quotes uh, that we received for the roof repairs, um, and uh, which would be the first step in making this space usable for district storage needs. This building was purchased in 2013 along with 12 acres to make room for the addition of the eight classrooms that we added on. Um, a quote sheet um, was presented to committee and it was requested that this item be brought before the board uh, for a vote. Uh, we recommend uh, quality exteriors for this project um, and their base bid was $8,750. Um, the reason why that's a base bid is because we're not sure of the condition of the plywood that's up top, and they did give us an individual price on that as well. And we compared that with all bids, and they were still uh, lower. Okay. Is there a motion to accept the... Uh, so moved. Yeah, it was well discussed, and I think it would make a great facility. The only additional thing we talked about was possibly running some electric out there for anti-theft. Okay, but that would be a separate contract at a different time. And remember the doors and yeah, That too, okay? And so windows. this is just the roof. Right. Okay. This is just the roof portion. But okay. yes, so moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? I'm sorry. Pa yes. Pass it by unanimous vote. I'm sorry, the funding would come from Minor Cat. My apologies. Minor Cat? Yeah. As well as the long neck drainage. Okay, school audio video systems upgrade? Yes, we talked, uh, we talked about this in committee as well, and I think Mrs. Smith can provide an overview. And I know Mr. Ruggiero is here to um, fill in any information that we may need. Mrs. Smith? Yes, our IT department has taken a look at the elementary and middle school audiovisual systems um, and has developed a plan to replace those systems with in-house labor. So they have priced out the supplies they would need, the equipment to do that, which totals about $122,000 over three years. Um, they, would, they have it split um, to do a number of schools each year over the next three years and that funding would come from minor cap. 
there a motion to accept? We'll move to accept. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. 6.09, Artisan Water Agreement. Yes, Mr. Booth, as he approaches, we've done a lot of work with the folks from Martesian, our attorneys, uh, and now with the state, and I, I want to thank Mr. Booth and Mrs. Smith for their continued work on this, but Mr. Booth can provide us with an update where we are at this point, and uh, I have a motion prepared uh, to potentially move forward with the project as it sits thus far. Mr. Booth? Yes. Um, I don't, were you able to put anything on board docs? Mm -hmm. no. Looks like yeah. you got one letter dated April 14, 2022. Yes, this is the letter that uh, you'll see. The handwritten remarks yes. are from the attorney, and they will uh, formalize this once their full team is back in the office. But this was his handwritten remarks right. for the lease. Thank you. This is in discussion pretty much most of the day, a very busy day coming off a of break. Uh, so we were uh, negotiating uh, today with Artesian, um, with the state, uh, with the, uh, uh, and with our, with our attorneys, uh, pulling everybody together to be able to present that document um, as, as amended um, for this project. So what we're asking for is the board to approve an ability to serve document. There are certain conditions that have to be met before the district and Artesian can enter into a final agreement. This letter, this letter, excuse me, when edited and signed will allow the district engineers and architects uh, to move forward with state approvals. That is uh, ABHA and Buck Simpers, as well as Davis, Bowen, and Fredell. Um, it's the, it, there is starting to be a time factor in that we need uh, to provide that in order to get the fire marshal's approval uh, and to stay on track of our goal to be able to enter the school until in September of 25. Um, so we, we are uh, comfortable with the document as amended uh, by our attorney uh, that you have before you. And I think uh, Dr. Owens has a motion. Uh, this will be the first step uh, that we need to take. Um, then the, it will be uh, negotiated out these terms. The ability to provide will allow the, uh, the drawings and the construction documents to move forward. Uh, th then we will discuss the terms of the agreement between the district and Artesian, um, as well as getting whatever state approval is necessary. Uh, Mrs. Smith worked on that as well as myself in talking to the state. And they're still, uh, they have some people that haven't returned from vacation as well. Uh, so it, that, that may take a, a month or so. So if there aren't any questions, I'll have uh, Dr. Owens, if he would read the uh, motion suggested to us. Yes, yeah, so the motion reads, and I apologize, but we wanted to make sure we captured this correctly with our motion because obviously this enables us to move forward uh, with uh, the agreement and exploring Artesian providing the water to the site. However, there's still some things that need to occur along the way. So the motion reads, uh, move to approve the ability to serve agreement as amended by council and as may be further amended and approved by council and administration in furtherance of the Artesian Water Company, Inc., 
project at Sussex Central, Ennis, and the new Sussex Central, subject to state approvals as may be required. Motion to accept. Accept. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Mr. Booth. Thank you. Old business, 7.01, major capital planning. Yes, thank you. The new Sussex Central sediment and stormwater application for plan approval has been sent to DENREC. Uh, as we've discussed previously, the district is looking at additional funding for our project and clarification from the state. We've been in uh, contact with the state and some of our local elected officials to support uh, additional funding for our project. The Dowd traffic impact study was reviewed uh, by Fender, McCormick, and Taylor and is in the agreement with the engineer's report by Davis, Bowen, and Fridell. And with the ability to serve letter that we uh, just approved this evening, we can submit to the state agencies for approval to go to bid on our site work. We are currently working with our architects to design related items at the south entrance approach. Attorneys are reviewing the Millsboro reclaimed water agreement and should see negotiated agreements uh, at the next Buildings and Grounds Committee. Any questions with major capital planning? Hearing none. Thank you, Dr. Owens. 7.02, Howard Tiana. Yes, the parking lot curbing and stone services are near completion. The brick and glass exteriors are being completed as outside appearances begin to take shape. Some of you may have noticed on your way in uh, this evening. Most importantly, during our recent construction meeting, a new schedule for building occupancy was presented with the considerations associated with furniture deliveries and the time lost due to roof installation materials. The amended date to transition to our new building is now January 3rd, 2023. Though this is an amended date uh, is disappointing as we discussed in our recent meeting, uh, we had hoped to uh, occupy the building at the start of next, next school year. That said, we do not want to rush getting into the building and have punch list items that remain. So we'd rather move in once everything is ready for us. So uh, per our discussion, that January date is the most feasible option in our opinion, and staff would be able to move in during the week prior and transportation uh, will be able to be adjusted uh, at that point. And to wrap that out, no change orders or allowance notifications this month. Are we able to discuss the budgeting that we have for the Howard Tiannis building? Where are we at? Uh, are we over overpriced with our building coming in? I know they kept saying May 2022, May 2022. Now we're January 2023 to get into it. Where we are cost-wise for the building. Per the budget, we're fine budget-wise. We're in really good shape. Um, the time has been impacted by primarily that roof, roofing materials and them getting into us. And, and as uh, in addition, most recently, the furniture is going to take about three weeks once it arrives as well. So there's a slight delay there also. And I know um, uh, Brad's here tonight. Brad, did I miss anything there in terms of the budget? Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Uh, thank you for that, uh, that uh, synopsis of the of the building. And it, you know, we are disappointed that you know we're not in the building a little bit sooner. But uh, the material deliveries and and uh, shipping and everything that's going on right now in today's world is very difficult. We did experience a six to eight month delay in the roofing materials, 
uh, you know, material that's supposed to be here last August is just now finally appearing. So uh, we do plan on having the building complete by the end of October. As <coughs> Dr. Owens had mentioned, there is furniture deliveries that'll take place in the latter part of uh, November and all that will be set up and the staff will be able to move in the middle of December with all their boxes, set up their classrooms the week before Christmas and then go away for Christmas break and come back on January 3rd, ready to go. So uh, we talked about it last week at our, or the week before at our owner's meeting and that seemed to be uh, the most reasonable and, and practical approach to, to finishing the project. Obviously, we don't wanna move into a building that's not completed, especially this building. And so we feel it's very important that the building be completed. Uh, the quality is there, all the systems are checked out, the, the lighting, the sound, the HVAC systems are up and running or functioning properly before we turn the building over. So there's a lot of consideration into it. Uh, we don't wanna tell you what you wanna hear as far as a date, but we wanna be practical and we wanna be honest and upfront with you on, on what, what works. <coughs> Budget wise, we're doing really good with change orders. Um, actually, the percentage of change orders is very, very low. I think there's only like maybe $50,000 in change orders that are associated with any uh, unforeseen conditions in the, uh, in the documents. The, uh, let's see, the unforeseen conditions on the site, we spent money there, but that money was already in the budget. So it's not going over the budget, it was, it was anticipated. So a lot of that money that's been spent on those items uh, was already in the budget. So from budget standpoint, I think, you're, I think you're in really, really good shape. Outstanding, nice job with the change orders. Well, we, we try. It's a, it's a compliment to the architect and the engineers for a very good set of drawings. You don't, you don't see that very often anymore, but with uh, Fernclin Daniel, they've, they've done an excellent job. Good to hear. If I can make a quick comment, this is substantially better than what we had when we were building the two high schools 20-odd years ago, where there were major change orders coming in all the time to the point where it's getting aggravating and exceedingly expensive. This one, we have seen nothing on that scale from 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, so quite a difference. whoever's doing the, the, the legwork and planning ahead is doing a very, very nice mm -hmm. job. Thank you much, Lee. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. No, it's going along quite well. Um, you know, the, we're, the, we're a little bit fortunate with this project because we have all the materials now. If you look at material deliveries on projects moving forward, you're looking at uh, electrical mechanical equipment. It could be possibly a year out. Mm hmm you know, that's, so we're, mm -hmm. although disappointing in timing here, uh, we're fortunate that we have everything we need to finish the building right now. It's just a matter of Mother Nature cooperating and we put enough manpower on the job to put the materials in that we have now. So we have everything we need and we just need to push to the end. Thank you kindly, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 7.03, GW Carver consent update. Good evening. All right, so tonight we're excited to be announcing what is kind of coming to the end of a, of a year-long project for us. Um, the Community Advisory Board and the Equity Steering Committee, along with consultant Gwendolyn Miller, developed drafts of the equity stakeholder surveys that are a requirement under the consent order, and we've been sharing those updates all along. Um, the survey will be administered to the following stakeholders, students in grades four through 12, parents, teachers, staff, and the community. Um, a small committee of board members worked with district administration to thoroughly review all of the questions within each draft survey. These revisions resulted in what we're hoping are the final drafts that are in your board documents tonight. Um, we would like to thank the board members that joined us to help us 
make the revisions. We had really good conversation, and we feel like a lot of good revisions came out of that work, so thank you. Um, we also would like to give a special thank you to Mrs. Kansak and Mrs. Reed um, for their work. They've been doing a lot of behind the work scene, or a lot of the work behind the scenes as well. Um, on the second slide, I just kind of snipped out what the purpose is. I just wanted to highlight that the purpose from the district's perspective for gathering this data is to help us understand how future decisions on policies, curriculum, and daily student life in our schools can be improved. Our hope is that it gives us some actionable data so that we can continue to make improvements as we do every year as we look at our strategic plan and make updates for students. Um, and then the, the results are confidential as they come in, um, but we will be able to sort by school, um, by grade, those kind of things. But we, we did feel strongly that it should be confidential so people felt safe giving us um, truthful answers. On the last slide, you can kind of see our survey implementation plan. We're having this discussion with you guys tonight. Um, April 28th, we're going to do a review of what we hope is the final draft with the community advisory board that works through the consent order. Um, April 29th through May 2nd, we'll do a media outreach with the community and the parents to let them know the survey is coming and the why behind it, that it's a requirement under the consent order. Um, the 3rd through the 16th, we'll launch the survey. Um, and then the 17th through the 20th, prepare um, a high-level analysis for you guys to share, to share with you guys first in our board update um, in exec session because it's tied to the litigation first. And then we really plan to dive into the data over the summer with our various stakeholder groups. Any questions or comments? Any questions? I'm thumbing through the presentation here. No. Thank you all for your time. Thank you. Any further discussion on all of that? Yeah. Committee reports, 8.01, Building Your Grounds. Doc? Thank you very much. Um, building and Grounds, much of the material has already been covered. Um, the support center, they had 81 tickets open, 92 closed in the last 30 days, 57 tickets open, 381 have been closed so far this year, which is great. Uh, Town of Selbyville property request is being reviewed by the attorneys. Um, hopefully within a month or so. School inspections, a brief report on the district school visits was presented to us. It was requested that a copy of each individual report be sent to the board members for review, uh, which will be happening so that you all can see what's happening in the buildings themselves, okay? Um, Sussex Central Nurses Suite proposal. When Sussex Central was originally built, uh, there were a lot of different things going on. There was one large room. The request has been made to subdivide the large room so that there could be a little bit more privacy, considering where we are in today's day and age 20 years later. Um, the estimate that we had was close to, I'm just going to call it $9,000, which was a wall and a door, okay? Now even with price increases, that sounds a bit high, and unless there's something else going on besides it, we did request uh, that Sussex Central High retain, uh, obtain a second quote before we make a decision. So. You know, I don't know, I haven't heard back on, on a second quote. It's a summer project. Okay, that, which is fine. It is a summer project. It's not happening now anyway. I'm just keeping people up to date. I know you'd have told me if there was. Um, ESCO report. Can you give that one, Joe? Because you understand that better than I do, please. 
Well, then we'll wing it. How's that? There's one item that I didn't quite prepare for today. I did present to uh, Buildings and Grounds Committee a two-year report uh, that suggested that we, we had saved uh, a good bit of money um, and no, I didn't have it in. I want to say it's in the half million range. Yes, and um, that it, and it also had what we made in year two, right. which was a little bit of a drop off. But with COVID and whatnot, it was understandable. Um, it is a 20-year um, project with the 20-year bonds that was previously approved. Um, but uh, so far, so so good. Uh, it looks like with the with the project moving on and saving the district money. Uh, one of the examples you just gave, and I just pondered this uh, a second ago when you were talking about work orders, uh, work orders prior to ESCO were, were considerably higher. Um, so 381 at, at this time of the year is, is pretty good, pretty good shape. Um, so we, it is working. Uh, we are saving some dollars um, and there is a mer uh, measurement and verification that's done by the ESCO uh, company that ensures that it is correct. That was uh, that formula was agreed to by a third party, um, which was another uh, contract contra uh, contract that went to um, a Jade Three, um, and they approved uh, the uh, matrix that they use to determine the savings and the, to make sure that everything's on the up and up. The, the way the program was for those that are new on, on the board is that the agreement uh, was for 100% um, of the money, uh, which 85% went to pay back the bond. The last 15%, I'm sorry, 90% went to pay back the bond. The 10% was, um, was supposed to be above that. So they guaranteed that 100%. Anything above that 100%. Um, the district uh, was uh, gravy on top. Uh, so we're heading in the right direction and after year two, we're still doing pretty good with it. We've had some issues with outdoor lighting. Um, that's not the ESCO's fault. It's more the manufacturer's fault. They gave us uh, a check uh, for some of the problems that we've had with the lights and they are replacing the lights under warranty, which was a 20-year warranty, I believe, for the outside lights and parking lots. It's That one's been a, a major issue, but um, we've been working on those too. I'm not sure if I can answer any questions, and I apologize. I wasn't expecting this question. Well, in any event, it looks like it was a positive move on the district's part. You reduced the workload, increased good lighting, good everything everywhere, um, and in the long run, is gonna, it looks like it's panning out for a change to be everything they advertised it was going to be. That's what I took away from the meeting. So it, 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 it's a positive thing all the way around at this point. Correct. And, Thank you. And I believe uh, you've got the inspection reports. I don't know. I believe we sent that out looking for nodding heads. Okay. If not, mm -hmm. you want to check your emails, but we sent those reports out for each individual school. Okay. And it was signed by all the principals and sent back to us so everybody's aware. And then we'll We'll do our uh, checks to make sure that those projects are completed, as well as the district tasks that we test ourselves on that we find when we go out and visit the schools. Okay. okay. Thank Nothing you, else? Joe. Thank you, Mr. Booth. That's my report. Thanks, Doc. <clears throat>
8.02, Comprehensive School Safety. Derek? Uh, just a quick follow-up to last month. So as of April 14th, um, all the schools in the district have completed the mandatory tabletop exercises for the, uh, in regards to the Omnibus, Omnibus School Safety Act. And that's all for school safety. Any questions with comprehensive school safety? Hearing none, 8.03, finance. Doc? Finance. Uh, Mrs. Smith reviewed the district's plan to replace the AV systems at all uh, elementary and middle schools. District's IT staff will provide the labor for installation. District purchases the equipment. Total cost is 122000 over three years and will be paid for with minor cap. And apparently this is something we do need to vote on. So I would certainly make a motion that we accept uh, the recommendation. I think we did. We did, did we? Okay. I didn't follow that part. Sorry. Yes, sir. All right. Mrs. Smith presented IRH's uh, request for student activity funding for their national conference. Great idea. Uh, we are seeking five new members for the Citizens Budget Oversight Committee. The selection committee comprises the superintendent, director of business, a school board member, an IRE member, and two parents and community members. Mrs. Moses volunteered to serve as the school board rep. I volunteered as backup if Ms. Moses is not available. Okay. Now, in the past, we were one of the first districts that opened up all committee meetings to public, and that goes back to around 2000. 1998 before I was on the board and many people have come in over the years and have wanted to sit through meetings and learn different things the life expectancy of one of those people is relatively short some of our meetings are about as much fun as watching paint dry I will admit that but nevertheless it's something that does need to be done and we do encourage the committee to at least uh, sorry the citizens to at least to come out and become familiar with the various processes and, you know, as Mrs. Smith pointed out tonight in executive committee, um, sometimes working with the state finances is a truly Byzantine environment with a lot of rules that appear to be contradictory. And frankly, it can take years of being on a finance board to really understand what the state wants to do. So uh, we do encourage the citizens to come forward. All righty. And Tammy, did we talk about the 27 paychecks? Okay, so we'll discuss that later on in the agenda. All right, financial position report later in the agenda. She does a better job than I do anyway. Okay, and that's the cogent items. She'll pick up the rest in a couple minutes. Thank you for that report, Doc. 8.04 curriculum. Dr. Stadler. Thank you. Krista Littleton from East Millsboro um, presented information to us about the multi-tiered systems of support that we're using in all of our elementary schools. Uh, we're happy to report that this process is being implemented with fidelity across um, all of our, again, elementary buildings. So she did a great presentation. This uh, process does support quality instruction and intervention, as well as a culture of collaboration, communication, and flexibility. Dr. Carey presented information on our um, Early Learning Center. Uh, just to remind everyone, the vision of our Early Learning Center is to create and sustain a comprehensive network of early learning partners to increase opportunities for children birth through age eight and their families to access high quality early childhood opportunities. Um, she talked about four goals, and I know for some of us this is a little bit of a review, but I think worth mentioning. Um, those four goals are a healthy start for all children, 
meeting children's health, mental health, development, and educational needs, high quality early childhood programs and professionals so that students have access to high quality early childhood programs and certified professionals, an aligned and effective early learning system, again, birth through third grade, a sustained system of improvement with developed and sustained policies, programs, partnerships that generate continued improvement while addressing the developmental needs of all children. Um, and she did talk about, we understand that there are a number of legislative initiatives that she's working uh, diligently on to support the program, and we look forward to hearing more about that in the coming months. Uh, discipline, secondary discipline meetings have been held. Uh, I was able to attend many of those, so thank you to the principals that have allowed me to participate, um, learn, and be a part of that conversation. Uh, this will be a continued conversation as we end out the school year and begin next year. Uh, many of the schools shared data that have allowed them to focus on actions that they're taking to address issues. So again, we will continue um, these robust discussions. And then special education um, talked about compliance, uh, conducting the compliance audits. We have seen major improvements in adhering to our uh, compliance indicators. Um, the percentage points have gone up significantly, but again, this is an area that we will continue um, to monitor and work on. Uh, and I think that was everything. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors. Ma'am? We didn't have a meeting. 8.06, DSBA Legislative. Doc? Uh, the meeting is going to be this Wednesday, which I will not be attending because we have a special meeting here at the district. I will give the crib note sheets, however, when they come in. 6.07, Special Education Task Force. Uh, no report this month. Thank you. 6.08, policy. Chief? Good evening. Uh, we have two policies coming up for approval tonight. Um, BDDH public participation in board meetings. Uh, it was presented last month and no changes since that pre presentation. The second is uh, JG student discipline. There is a change since, um, since the presentation last month. Um, basically dealing, it's the same change. It's all documented on page 13 and 19 dealing with expulsions. Um, the old language was for a period of not less than 30 days um, up to a maxim maximum of 80, uh, 180 school days. The change now will just simply read not to exceed 180 school days. Other than that, the changes are the same as presented last month. I make a recommendation to approve as presented. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Anything else, Chief? No, sir. I, I encourage people to attend the uh, policy meetings as they are quite entertaining as opposed to finance. <laughs> <laughs> Better than watching paint dry. All right. <laughs> <coughs> Thanks, Chief. 8.09. IREA representative. Evening, sir. Good evening. I'm Bobby Borgeri. I'm the Vice President for Custodians with uh, IREA. Uh, we just want to report tonight that 
Uh, the teachers are heading back to the bargaining table for a third session with the district. We are hoping to come out of the, this week's bargaining with a package that can be uh, presented to the IRA members. Uh, the custodians will be bargaining with the district on May the 17th. We are looking forward to these talks and hope to have an agreeable package that can be presented to the custodian unit. Also, IREA is currently evaluating the scholarship applications and essays. The scholarship recipients will be announced during each high school's awards uh, ceremony. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Superintendent's report, 9.01. Yes, thank you. Within your board docs are my monthly activities. As you'll see, the month of April, uh, I spent a great deal of time devoted to our two building projects with Ennis and the new Sussex Central, uh, working with our architects and our building teams. Uh, but a full listing of activities can be found in board docs. Happy to answer any questions. No questions? 9.02, district calendar change. Thank you. The only district calendar change this evening is the cancellation of the Southern Delaware School of the Arts Festival on May 20th. They're hoping to reschedule that uh, either later in the year or early in the fall. That would require um, action. So moved. Second. Motion made, second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Financial report. So is there a motion to approve the financial summaries for the month ending in March the 31st? So moved. Second. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Ma'am? I will try to make this as lively as possible. <laughs> the Boy, I should have said this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the financial reports in your board docs are as of March 31st. So we were 75% of the way through the fiscal year. We received 78% of total budgeted revenue, 98% of budgeted discretionary revenue, and 100% of budgeted local tax revenue. We continue to receive $0 in interest. We have spent 55% of total budgeted expenses and 77% of budgeted discretionary expenses. The ILC programs have spent 71% of budgeted expenses, and Howard TNS has spent 74% of budgeted expenses. Any questions? Detailed information? Part two, um, in your board docs, we have student activity funding balance of approximately $378,000. For SRF2 funding, we have spent or encumbered $11.2 million and have $1.9 million remaining. For SRF3, we have spent or encumbered $7.7 .7 million and have $22.1 million remaining. We have $30 million available in federal funds, and we're holding approximately $1.1 million in donations and internal accounts. Is your motion to accept 10.02? So moved. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.03, major capital improvements for the month. We paid out $1.4 million in March for major cap. Motion to approve. So, so moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.04, minor cap, ma'am. 
For minor cap, um, for the three fiscal years of funding available, we've spent approximately $3 million and have $1.4 million remaining. Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. 10.05 financial position report. Yes, as you may recall, this is the quarterly report that's due to the state. Um, this is as of March 31st with actual appropriation balances for our local funds and our discretionary state funds. With projected income and expenses through June 30, we are looking at about 16.4 million in our discretionary fund revenue. Again, that's state and state discretionary funds and local. Motion to accept. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Six or 10.06, fiscal year 2023, 27 pay dates. Yeah, so every 10 years or so, the there are 27 pays in a fiscal year. Um, the state sets the contract start date for the 10-month employees. And every so the this the date ends up pushing up earlier in September. So we run into a situation where our 10-month employees could be receiving pay before they even start work. So every 10 years or so, the state adjusts that. In the fiscal year 2020 funding bills, the state funded the state portion of that um, for FY23, I think because they had the funds available to do so. If we as a district choose to fund the local side of that 27th pay for our employees, it requires a board vote. So we discussed this in committee. Um, there will be 27 pays for both 10-month and 12-month employees in fiscal year 23, the way that the, um, the pay dates fall. For the cost of that, for just the local, the salary that hits the local funds, that's about 1.2 million um, in salary dollars alone, which is about 1.6 million when you add in the other employment costs, the employer share of payroll taxes and such forth. So we are looking um, for board approval to make that local funding for FY23. Okay, the question is if we make the 1.6 million, um, that would actually be above whatever the contract amount is that the teachers are already being paid under 26, correct? correct? So essentially they would be getting an extra bonus uh, of whatever that amount boils down to. Correct. Doc, you're exactly right. And there's, uh, I'm going to, my intent is to move to table this. This is discussions that we're having right now within some of the uh, issues that we're talking about. The 27th pay is guaranteed on the state share but not the local share. Correct, so and that's what we we're talked about. about this. I was, I'm looking at it now as an action item. My intent is to table that uh, because of some of the conversations we're having with the uh, with ongoing issues. That's probably a better idea right now, considering we haven't figured out where we're getting the the extra money from to make up the Sussex Central High School money, and how far that would push us. Um, I think it's actually we discussed it. It's almost. 3% of salary, this, right. pay, this pay right. breaks down to be about a 3%. Plus or minus, okay, and either way that the, there's a state bonus which they have agreed to fund. I just wish the state would give us our $2 million back, okay, because apparently they're still talking about stealing that from us again anyway, even though there's a hell of a, heck of a surplus. 
Um, so if, if we were to discuss this at, a, at another meeting, I am concerned about that pushing our reserve money uh, to a very low amount because we are looking at four million, five million, whatever to come up, meet, meet that other 13 and a half, and the state is being less than uh, forthcoming in uh, helping us to make up that money. I think it could put us into a, a kind of a crisis. Not that I don't take, think the teachers would be deserving of it, please. It, it's a budgetary thing as to how we can get through it. You're exactly right, Doc. I think okay, it's a good and I, I do apologize to everyone for that feeling, but you know, as a businessman, that's what I have to do. It's three percent. I mean, it's substantial when you're talking about you know you're looking at raises and different things. That that year, because there's 27 base, that's a three percent. Like I said, uh, Mr. Layfield, for me, it, it's a broader picture right now because of where the money would have to come from. Understood. Okay, for me, it's, it's, it's part of a gigantic budget process that we have yet to fully get the grips on, um, especially considering that where we need to come up with everything for Sussex Central, High, uh, Sussex Central High School as well. And that is a big shortfall at the moment. And again, the governor is being less than forthcoming in standing up for uh, what we have. Any further discussion? Thanks, Doc. Um, 10.07 student activity funds Indian River High School. Yes, we received a student activity funding request from Indian River High School's HOSA group. Um, they have 10 students that qualified for their, their national conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and they are asking for $10,000 um, from the student activity funds to help cover the cost of that travel. Motion to approve. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, communications 10.01 field trips. Dr. Owens? Yes, thank you. We have uh, four requests tonight overnight trip by Sussex Central High School, TSA, on June 25th to 30th to Grapevine, Texas, and that same group from Indian River High School, their TSA, same dates, 25th and 30th, to Grapevine, Texas. The third is an overnight trip by Indian River High School's HOSA, 22nd to 26th of June, to Nashville, and that same HOSA group from Sussex Central, uh, 21st through the 26th, to Nashville, Tennessee. Enthusiastically support and ask for support. It's great to be back to normal again. And those would require a motion. Is there a motion to accept? So, so moved. Motion second. made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Uh, aye. Aye. Those opposed? It passes by unanimous vote. Personnel agenda. Mm -hmm. Is there a motion to accept the personnel agenda for April the 25th, excluding numbers 190 and number 210? So moved. Second. And we're going to, excuse me, thank you. We're going to table item number three on this list. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. And we're going to remove uh, items 190 and 210 for this vote. So is there a motion to accept? Yes, sir. Motion made. Well, is there a second? Second. Keith Collins. Motion made. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now, item number 190. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Yeah. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. 
Please poll the board, Mr. Oldfield. Mm -hmm. Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Abstain. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, and one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Now, uh, personnel agenda item 210. Is there uh, a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? I abstain. Will you please poll the board, ma'am? Mm -hmm. Mr. Cathal? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Ms. Moses? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Can I make a quick editorial comment? Yes, sir. If you remember, we attended a session with an attorney a while back, yes, and the attorney basically told us that abstaining and saying no were about the same thing. No, they're not. In this case, an abstention means you're simply not voting. Because I remember we had a kind of a detailed conversation on that, which I didn't understand with the attorney in the room that time. Okay? You want to add hours to the meeting? We can discuss nope. it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just my comments on attorneys, that's all. I got copy direct, sir. 12.02, uh, personnel agenda, addendum. Is there a motion to accept the addendum? So moved. Motion made. Is there second. a second? Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 12.03, uh, contractual agenda for April the 25th. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Uh, 13, student hearings. 12.01. Is there a motion to accept the recommendation brought before us this evening? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 1302, student number 22115. Is there a motion to accept the re recommendation brought in front of us this evening? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Public comments. Come to the time of the meeting. We're opening it up for public comments before we close the meeting. Does anybody like to come forward this evening? Hearing and seeing none. Meeting's adjourned. Thank you.